Cynthia Alicia Mesa is a San Francisco Unified School District Spanish immersion teacher of 19 years, a mother of four, troop leader of San Francisco Troop Number One of the Radical Monarchs, and Latin American Teachers Association Teacher of the Year in 2016. We asked her to reflect on episode three, Wellness in the Time of School Chaos, a roundtable. I'm a, I'm a fourth or fifth grade teacher. I've been teaching those two grades for the last 19 years. And I felt very comfortable opening up the classroom to have those hard discussions with students and talk about what can we do as part of our healing process, whether it was integrating, talking about gun violence through persuasive essays, poetry, different ways, right? So there was the, the pre pandemic part of dealing with harmful things in our communities or in our nation. After a long, very hard pandemic year in which I've seen so much suffering with our families, regardless of class, regardless of income, we have all collectively suffered through this pandemic. When the Texas shooting happened, it, it switched something inside me. For the first time, I was questioning how to move forward when harmful things happen in the community, when shootings happen in the community or nationwide. And so when we had multiple shootings happen, the one in that supermarket with primarily African-American elders, and then within a week, the one in Texas, I hadn't figured that out. And I, it was the first time I had openly asked my students what they thought. Because I, my experience has been this year that the children really just want to be filled with joy and, and happiness and, and have school be the safest place and don't want to necessarily talk about those hard issues. When the Texas shooting happened, it hit really close to home, not only because it's at, at school, but in this particular case, the classroom that it happened to were fourth graders, the grade that I teach. One of the, the lead teacher in that classroom, like myself, is a mother of four. Her children are about the age of my children. So it hit really personally, because as I read her bio, it just, I all of a sudden really was in her shoes, looking at, in those following days, looking at my students and looking at specific students and saying, oh my God, her students are my students. She is me. And when her husband passed away, days afterwards of a broken heart. I have a, my own family trauma story that goes back to my great-grandparents. Very similar, a uh, great-grandparent died and then a, shortly after another one, passing away from a broken heart. So it just, for me, it just opened my generations of trauma and pain. I felt really alone in that healing process. There was a moment where my daughter, my eldest, who's 22 years old, uh, saw me sitting in the car before going uh, inside after a long day at work and I was crying. It was a moment that I had to take to just process all of this pain. And of course, it's happening at the busiest time of the school year for teachers, right? You got promotion ceremonies. We're closing our classrooms. Some of our own children as a mother are graduating. So May is an incredibly busy month. It was hard to find the space and the time. And our school, Everybody seems so overwhelmed. We didn't seem to create the proper space for this healing. And so it just spun me out into this deeper pain. Now that school is over, 
I am grateful that I don't work over the summer and that I have the time to do all of my healing practices, which include dance, meditation, forest bathing. I take advantage of our green spaces and hike. But to be truly honest, when I got invited for this commentary and I listened to the podcast, it was such powerful medicine. I'm still processing all the different ways uh, that, that this is just adding to my healing process. First of all, uh, as a veterana teacher, I'm often, um, I don't want to say neglected, but you know, people just assume you're okay. And so a lot of times you're left alone. And listening to the podcast helped me receive medicine and helped affirm practices that I already have in place and inspired me on how to take it further. One example is that when one of the people interviewed, Anthony, talks about not sitting desks in rows, um, sitting them in a circle. And when we first came back into hybrid model, we had to actually go back into rows. Uh, but my classroom has been in a circle for at least 10 years. That's how I teach. The, uh, just about all the students can see each other. My classroom is designed for classroom discussion. Our rug is in the middle. So we have our community circle in the middle and children can use that workspace at any point. And then we have the outer circle where they sit, right? And it's really to promote eye contact. It's really to promote classroom discussion. So hear him talk about this is the way classroom should be. It was like, yes, I'm already doing this. An inspiration was, oh, I should have a parent meeting at the beginning of the school year where we focus on just connection. We're not focusing on the academics or what they're going to learn, like a pre back to school night, right? Just connecting with parents like we are working, you've been working together with all these other parents since they were in kinder. And here they're going to be with me for the next two years before they go off for their first big promotional transition to middle school. And so I felt inspired by that. Do the personal work. Take care of yourself. Be very clear on what your medicine bag is for yourself. And for each one of us, it's different. For some people, it's exercise or running. For some people, it's prayer. Others, yoga. Others, meditation. Others, it's hiking or being outdoors in nature. Others are those social gatherings. Be real to yourself. Check in with yourself first every single day, every morning, pause, check in, build your medicine bag. And part of that of checking is also checking ego. Remember that in la tu eres mi otro yo. If that is really, really true, then when you look at that person, identify that whatever they're going through, you are also going through or have gone through. and so that importance of checking the ego at the door is so great. And there is a place for ego. We always think of ego as a negative thing. The balanced ego allows you to be true and, and loving to yourself, but not ever at the expense of someone else. Not ever without acknowledging a true balanced ego has space for both. Has space for you to feel what you need to feel and at the same time be able to listen. So I, I think it's it's learning learning to really developing that listening ear for self and others. Another one was about teacher circles. I, I've often thought about bringing Copal and Samador going to our school garden and inviting any teachers who want to come or paraprofessionals or any staff 
that want a little bit of that copal smoke or sage smoke and have an opportunity to just be grounded in our garden for the work that's to come or for the work that we are doing. And when the shooting happened like that, that just kept ringing in my mind, like this is something that naturally came out, but I didn't act on it. Listening to this podcast gave me the affirmation I needed that I'm on the right path and that this is something that I actually need to do.